previously on Fantasy Fanatics. Thomas, did you figure out the code? Yes, and this is going to be great. Are you sure you should do this? You are taking this loss to Chris badly. I just have to. If Chris wins the championship, he will be the new commissioner. I can't let that happen. Just don't get caught. Never. It won't happen, Landon. And now on to this week's episode of Fantasy Fanatics. Thomas, you were able to break into where Chris logs in, right? Yeah, Landon. But I've done something really cool for this week. Tell me! What is it, Thomas? I was able to hack my way into the G1 and G2 podcast production logs. I changed the episode arc so that Chris will be invited to the show. Go on, Thomas. I revised G1's script to predict Chris will win the championship. Wait! I get it! G1 makes the prediction and he'll jinx the win for Chris. Yes, I'm awesome. And I'll continue being commissioner. Maybe. I'm still worried about you hacking into Sleeper as Chris. You could go down. Stay tuned next week to the season finale of Fantasy Fanatics. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two G's, Mark and Drew. I can't take no loss. I don't even know what it costs. I hit the ground and it go off. Yeah, hit the ground and it go off. G2, I cannot think of any, any better lyrics than this. Because we're having the man... The myth, the legend, Landon's favorite player in the league, Chris Bantz, a.k.a. Acme Pack. Chris. Welcome, Chris. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, what'd you think of Fantasy Fanatics? Are you worried? I'm a little bit scared because whatever that uh, voice is, it kind of gives me the chills a little bit. Okay. <laughs> it, uh, I think that voice, whatever that voice is, would fit well in like a, a horror movie or the voice of like a doll or something. I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little bit scared. I don't know who puts this stuff together. I, I, I don't get it. But uh, first of all, yeah, let me jinx you. You're going to win it, dude. You're going to win again. I, I think so. I mean, it, it would, it would take something pretty crazy to overturn. I There's think it's no like way. 62 points or something like that. I mean, and, it, yeah. And Joe has no Derrick Henry either. So scratch him off the list. Yeah. No Derrick Henry. And I it th- would take like multiple players getting injured in like the first quarter and like not coming back into the game. I mean, it would take something insane. So there, there are a couple of questions. And and by the way, G2 has a, we're going to do a lightning round with you. We're going to have a little fun uh, with this, but I want to put up, put on my journalism hat and let's just ask the most important question. What do you love about this show? That's I've been dying to ask you this question the whole the, the the entire week. What do you love about this show, Chris? Well, I just love that it's um insanely specific to our league. Um I mean, I know even listening to some other fantasy podcasts like depending on the podcast, some of them aren't even dynasty centric. So, some of the stuff they say is not hardly applicable at all to like what we're doing so yeah i love that it's just it's all about vietnam the greatest land in the world whenever we miss a week of the podcast i always get a i always get a text from chris where's the pod where's the pod that makes me feel good why isn't it longer because on my drive-in so my drive-in to work on friday or saturday or whenever i listen to it I listen to the pod on in my drive. It's my drive listening. Nice. That's cool. That's cool to hear. Now, another now, now I'm going to be really serious. This is going to be the tough question. I remember growing up as a kid, 
It was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders were like the evil, bad team. Well, they had the name and they had the 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 gray and the black colors. I don't think they're like the bad guy team of this era compared to say like back in the seventies and the eighties. I mean, everyone loved to hate the Raiders. Chris, do you think you're the bad guy in this league? What are your thoughts? Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I have, uh, I've like fully embraced that. I, at least in the early years of this league, because you have to remember we could, we're still like, you know, hopefully in the early years of this league. Yes. At least in the at least in the early years, you know, I don't know, maybe the modern day, you know, like a lot of people hate the Patriots, right? Like a lot of people love to hate Bill Belichick and the Patriots and Brady. Like that's probably the equivalent. because um, unless Joe does something insane. Me and Stump are the only ones so far. With I mean, that will not be true for you know always, but so far, me and Stump are the only one with hardware or rings. Exactly. Do now, could we maybe say that Landon is maybe the mean guy? I I I I almost jumped in on the 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 chat uh, this morning. This morning being Thursday morning, or either did it Wednesday night or Thursday morning. So he picks up the backup to Derrick Henry. I actually thought about it, but it's like, nah, I'll just use Latavius Murray if something bad happens and Pollard's not going to play this week. So I need a backup running back. So Landon picks him up and the timing is, let's say, conspicuous. Could we say that Landon maybe is the mean guy in the league? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I, I picked up some quarterbacks thinking that Joe couldn't use him, but yeah, let's pick I'm up playing. Zach Wilson. That's a great idea. <laughs> well, he had like 24 points yeah, the week yeah, before. That's true. that's true. Um, now in hindsight, he's like really cooked, but at least I'm playing Joe. Like Landon's not even playing Joe. I know. <laughs> I think Landon, I think Landon sees an opportunity, sees what's being done and he just kind of piggybacks off of it. Yeah. Now, I don't know, like, if that guy could have long-term value. I don't even hardly know that guy at all, but maybe it's a decent pickup. But, you know, maybe – it. I think Henry's got at least one more good year in him before he's kind of out to pasture. So I, I will say Joe had a full day to do some type of rushing oh, for sure. if he wanted to. So it's not like – Yeah. Not like he picked him off waivers or anything. Yeah, for sure. For I sure. I don't know if you noticed this, so – Chris, I, I read a lot, and one of my favorite memoirs is actually written by a sports guy. The name of the book is called Open, and mm-hmm. I, I love this book, and Open is by Andre Agassi. You look like hmm. Andre Agassi. Doesn't he, doesn't he G2? <laughs> uh, just, <laughs> you, that's I mean, pushing it. And by the way, that's a compliment, Chris. That's a compliment. Oh, hey, yeah. No, I, w- I will take it as a compliment. I'm sure I'm not as is Andre Agassi. Uh, you look pretty buff there. Hey, thoughts on the year in general? What, what just just overall? What are you what, what are you thinking about the year we just have? Even though we still have one week left. Um I think the fantasy landscape as a whole, this was a big transition year. Um I think when you look at the quarterback and the running back, well, I mean really all positions, but even even a position like quarterback that's a little more stable, I think you saw a massive like shift in the changing of the guard yes. in a lot of ways. Like I would say officially now, like it is Jefferson, it is Jamar Chase, like guys like Julio Jones are now officially an afterthought. Like I, I just think the next generation has a kind of officially come in. And I think you're going to even see Brady and Rogers and even a few of those older guys that are still hanging on. I mean, I think in a year or two, they'll be at least in fantasy and afterthought as well. So I think transition would be the one word I would use to, I think this year was a big, a big transition year. 
And G2, I know I'm hogging all the questions. Uh, you're going to have, again, 10 questions. We're going to be fun questions. A couple more for you, Chris, about fantasy in general, our, our league. I want to go back to some of your pivoting. And you had shared some emails with me earlier in the week, and that's what led to uh, you coming onto the show. And I'm not going to dis. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm going to have a question for you. Looking back, and I know we can't we can't replay history. We can't say I wish I would have done this. What's done is done. But I'm curious why I, I get Kamara moving him. He's on the wrong side of 26 or 27. I definitely mm-hmm. understand getting rid of Cook. Cook. He's on the wrong side mm-hmm. of 26 or 27 knee issues as well. And he's been dinged up, but mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs and Tyree kill. Do you ever look back and say, I wish I would have kept those two. Um, I regret, ah, oh, man, I mean, I, I maybe regret a little bit. I mean, it's, it's hard to say in hindsight now. Right. Cause like I did pull off the big upset against Thomas. Yeah. So now I can say no. But if I had lost to Thomas and those two guys had really good games and like I would have regretted it a little bit. I think there's a lot of debate in the dynasty community. When you rebuild, do you do a two or three year rebuild and do it gradually? Or do you just burn it to the ground and start basically from fresh with everyone that's under 25? And I'm kind of more in the camp that you might as well just burn it to the ground because like in dynasty, there's no worse place to be than fifth or sixth. Like that's the worst place to be. <laughs> yep. So that's hard. Uh, yeah. So I went to the burn it to the ground method, which is not right for everyone, maybe, but you know, and I would have stuck with that if in week seven I was two and five, three and four, right? Even three and even three and three. Like I would have stuck to it, but I woke up and I was six and one. Exactly. With, with a few really narrow wins, even with incredibly low point totals. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to be a playoff team. I might as well go for it. And then that's when I made the Eckler in the Fournette move. Um, and then I also made uh, the Keenan Allen um, and Hollywood Brown move. Yes. I think you did the Holly, Hollywood Brown move earlier. A little and- bit earlier. And I was really ticked off with you because I'd made a run at Marquise Brown and then then all of a sudden you wind up with them. And it's like, dang it. Uh, but you had a better package to, to offer. Here's what I really am curious about. And obviously you can't share all your secrets. You can't tell your strategy. But so you just got older with a couple of your running backs what idiot, <laughs> what idiot in the league, <laughs> what idiot in the league is going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll take Fournette. Now I can see maybe someone wanting Eckler. Eckler's still going to, I mean, next year, probably going to have some, but I, I'll probably start holding back on his snap counts uh, next year. Mm-hmm. But I think he's still going to be good next year. Uh, takes great care yeah. of himself. But so you got two guys that are again on the wrong side of twenty eight. Yeah. Have you thought through the strategy? I, I know there's always Anthony out there. You might be able to do something with. But sorry, Anthony. Um, yeah. Basically, what I'm going to have to do. So here's the thing: Fournette and. Eckler both have one more guaranteed year on their contract. Yep. If Brady comes back, Fournette will have value because Fournette's really good in pass protection and he gets like a million dump off passes for like three yards. If Brady doesn't come back, we'll see what I have to do with him. I've got ETN, he's younger, and I've got a first round draft pick who I could spend that on a running back. But the writing's kind of on the wall. What I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to move Kirk or Hollywood. I'm going to have to move one of my young stud receivers for a running back, um, which should be okay. Cause by then like Alave in London should be another year progressed. Those are huge. Um, 
pick up. But either Kirk or Hollywood probably has to get dealt for a running back if Brady doesn't come back. But I think Eckler will have, because of his receiving, I think Eckler will have value for at least one more year. Like he'll, I think he'll be an RB1 next year. I agree. Agree. Well, I will be following this closely because when you pick those two running backs up, I thought, I wonder how he's going to maximize and flip uh, over the next year or so again, I, I'm, I think all of us are going to be anxious to see how this uh, plays out. Well, I'm going to turn this over to G2. He has a lightning round of questions he's going to throw at you. Our, our crack staff uh, put these questions together. I mean, we have a celebrity on, someone famous. So Right, we got, we got to spice it up. Let's, let's and throw these fun questions we, at him. We, we love our fantasy football. We love our NFL football. But more importantly... This crowd, this audience is listening to this. They want to know about you, Chris. So my first question for you is, what is your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Yes. Oh, boy. Um, Short Term 12. Short Term 12. Short Term 12. I can't say I've even heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my okay. favorite movie. Okay. Narr- narrowly there. beating out Inception. Okay, okay. I've definitely heard of that one. Okay. Uh, number two, favorite type of music. I already know the answer to this one, if unless it's changed. I would say whatever you would call like the, you know, indie folk genre, like whatever yes. that is. It's yes. kind of a broad genre. Yeah. But, yeah. I but know yeah. what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, that's mm-hmm. kind of my favorite too. So it's a lot yeah. of good stuff there. Okay. Uh, do you still listen to any uh, rap stuff? I do. Yeah, okay. I still listen to rap, but that's more like when I'm like lifting and running. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, so number three, uh, kind of along the same vein here. Uh, favorite TV show, past or present? Oh, my goodness. Um, Put you on the spot. I, yeah, I, I would have to the office is overall yeah. oh, my favorite and <laughs> best yeah tv I think show you, i mean I think if, yeah if you pulled our entire league the office would probably come up as one of the top shows i bet or would it be parks, yeah. and, yeah. Rec. parks and rec or parks and rec so yeah okay uh moving on uh more importantly uh favorite book and what do you like to read in general oh favorite book excluding the bible we know we know you're you kind of like the bible um Wow, that's really this <laughs> is so difficult. <laughs> One book. Um Yeah, you can pass if you really need to, you can pass. Okay, this might not be my favorite of all time, but the best book I read for the first time in 2022 was by George Saunders, and it's called A Swim in the Pond in the Rain. Okay. And he looks at Dostoevsky and Tolstoy and the other great like Russian oh, wow. right writers. And he basically comes up with like a kind of creative theory on why they were so great. And he's like a long time short story author himself. Anyway, G- so awesome. a, swim good, in the, a swim in the pond in the rain. That was the best new book I read in 2022. G- okay. G2 and I both love crime and punishment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question should be a little bit easier. Uh, favorite food. Maybe it was easier. <laughs> Ty. Thai. Okay, good. Huh. Like it. Yeah, Thai, Thai food. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number six, what is the one place you'd really like to visit that you haven't been to before? Who? Um, I think I'd really, really, really enjoy Alaska. I've never been to Alaska, but I'd love to spend some time in Alaska. Same. Prefer, preferably in the summer. In the summer, yeah. I've seen just beautiful yeah. pictures of yeah alaska during the summer uh Mm -hmm. okay so looking for alaska uh next on the list we have uh what do you like to do outside of fantasy football uh outside of work what do you like to do in your in your free time for fun uh rock climb that's actually why i'm so like chalky i know those can't see but i I just i just came from the the indoor gym how cool that's awesome it's been Mm -hmm. about a year 
since I've done a lot of it, but me and Dylan drew at one point in time, we were like three days a week. We were doing some rock climbing in Columbia. So I, yeah, I there you go. Climbing stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, next on our list. Ooh, this is an interesting one in fill in the blank here in 10 years. I will be doing blank. What I'm doing now. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think what I'm, hobby wise and work wise uh pretty sustainable yep it's awesome love mm-hmm. that okay and what is one fantasy football rule that you think should be changed Ooh. In, in our league Ooh. in our league or or in general if there's a rule that hmm. you can think of that you don't like um you've heard us share a few this year <laughs> I think, I mean, I don't know. There's no, okay. So there's no super easy solution, but I do think. I know what you're going to say. We are really opening ourselves up to a problem potentially with having buys in the playoffs. Yes. I knew you were going to bring that up. That's interesting. I think we've, I think we've got pretty lucky, uh, but like we could have a year where we're not lucky and someone yes. really gets, um, and it's not our fault. It's NFL's fault. Like yeah. it's the NFL scheduling problem. Um, so one way you could solve it, and I'm not saying this is like a perfect answer, but you could have a two week semifinal and then you could have a one week Super Bowl final. Wow. Interesting. And that would, and that would mean that no one would ever have to deal with a buy in the playoffs. Now I'm not, I'm not saying that's like, you know, yeah. I, it, it's just hard because they keep scheduling more teams they later are. in the year. Even this year they had more than last year. So they're increasing the teams later in the year for buys. I think we were, I think we were looking and if stump had made the playoffs this year, I think he would have been oh. pretty hard with buys and he'd had probably I know. no chance. Yeah. So I think, I mean, again, and it's not the end of the world. And I do like the two week. I actually do like the two week playoff system. Same. Um, but that's the only way there's an equivalent. So in soccer and European soccer, you play a home and away leg like through the bracket, but the final is like a one game final. So there, okay. there is, yeah. there is something out there in the world that like resembles that, but um yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Like the NFL changed their schedule and it wasn't, they weren't, they didn't have fantasy football in mind. That's, that's true. And they continue to remind us week after week. That yeah. So that's really the only thing, but that's pretty nitpicky. Like for the most part, I think our league is pretty solid. Right. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So last question here. Uh, favorite spiritual author? Oh. Um, we tailor that I mean, one for you. I mean, overall, I think with the entire canon of his work, it's hard for me to put someone over C.S. Lewis. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. I mean, I, like I think when you look at the breadth of his canon, it's really, I mean, there's other incredible ones out there, but yeah, I, I would go Lewis. Okay. Good. Great choice. I, like I was that. curious if you would uh, say him. Um, can you stay on, Chris, as we... Move into another yeah. topic. Uh, this past week, two things came to a head in this past week of the NFL. And it happened to me two weeks ago, but we transitioned to really bad weather. I would say two weeks ago was really our worst week of bad weather further along the East Coast. And then we had a lot of bad games of bad weather uh, this past week. I'm not saying this is why he lost, but poor Thomas, as he had a couple of guys going, the Oakland Raiders playing against Pittsburgh. I was getting cold watching that Steelers game. I'm Think back of some of your seasons, Chris. Have you ever had to deal with maybe not playing a player because of bad weather? And it'd be either the quarterback or your wide receiver room. Probably not as impactful for the running backs, but... At some point, fantasy managers, we have to worry about the weather, don't we? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I've made a lot of kicker changes. Like, I'll get a kicker that's in a dome. Right. Um, 
But most of the time with my starters, like, you know, you dance with the one who brought you. Like, for the most part, for my starters, they're pretty weather, you know, independent. But I almost benched uh, Christian Kirk last week because it was like a torrential downpour in New York. And he did not have a great game. ETN did have a pretty good game. But again, that's mostly a flex spot. But yeah, I mean, you, especially with kickers and defense, like you have to take it into consideration. And I even worry about quarterbacks in that rainy weather, gripping the ball. And we did not see a lot of big passing games for some of the quarterbacks in some of the colder weather this past week. Didn't have some really bad games, but I was just curious. And then there's another consequence we have to worry about. You've got Drake London with the Falcons. Yeah. It's a big deal when you don't have a great quarterback playing, right? And again, Mm -hmm. not not only do we have the cold weather as being an issue for Thomas in Pittsburgh because of Derek Carr, he's just not looking good. And so when you have a bad quarterback, so again, I'm curious. You've heard me, I think, an email mention the reason I didn't pick Olave because I could have picked him was I was worried about that quarterback situation in new Orleans. Was that a factor Mm -hmm. for you when you, when you drafted him? No, not at all. Cause remember I was in full on, you know, you're right. Rebuild. So like I drafted them thinking there's no way the quarterback of the Falcons and the saints in 22 is their quarterback in 23. Because I thought both teams would have a shot at a top 10 draft pick and they draft their like franchise guy. So I actually like London for me, I still value him more than Alave because there's no way the Falcons are gonna stick with Mariota or Ritter. Like exactly. they're gonna go out and get they're gonna go out and get their guy. And I think London, you know, he's a guy that at USC was just a freak. I mean, he 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 started over Michael Pittman when Pittman was like a senior and he, he was like a freshman or something like I mean it was insane but it, it, as I was going to say it is so frustrating I of course Stump's not playing is it Pittman doesn't doesn't Stump have Pittman is that correct I mean having him on you know with the Colts that quarterback situation uh, G2 has uh, Burks in Tennessee did you know that quarterback mm-hmm. That quarterback in Tennessee is first three weeks, less than a hundred yards, less than a hundred yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's never happened in the NFL where, where a quarterback hit their first three weeks under 100 yards. I think maybe Warren moon happened, but then his fourth game, he had like 6,000 yards that fourth game. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I would Tennessee. assume, especially because they're a playoff contender and they don't really trust this guy and they have, King Henry, I mean, why are they, why would they not try to run the ball as much as possible and try to salvage their season to get to the playoffs? It's probably their thought process. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, you know, Matt, Matt Ryan, like there's been a ton of veteran quarterbacks, like fade really hard down the stretch. Bad. And that, you know, that really affected Thomas's team with Derek Carr. I mean, he's benched now. Yeah. Crazy. Stinks. Hey, let's move on. Uh, the toilet bowl. Are you paying attention, Chris, to what's happening in the toilet bowl? Uh, <laughs> not really. I did check in on you and Thomas's game for the third place because I thought who would who was going to go for the third place. But um, no, I, I I'm not up to date on the toilet bowl standings. The only reason. Let's see, let's- Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, the reason I bring it up, two years ago, two, uh, by the way, this is interesting trivia. So we do a lot of research on this show. Two years ago, Jake won the toilet bowl. Two years ago. What did he do last year? Won it all. Won it all. Okay. Guess who won the toilet bowl last year? I don't know. I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, this moron, this moron stressed out because of the weather situation. I was also in Boonville, <laughs> Missouri, getting gas. Couldn't see what the field looked like. And, of course, I did not start. By the way, I'm actually glad 
I didn't. Now I'm glad I didn't start Josh Allen because I'd be playing you. Yeah, but it would make it more competitive. Yeah, but I'd get beat. Now at least I'm going to win something more than likely. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, trying to make a point here. Those who make the toilet bowl and, and win it all in the toilet bowl end up go going on to, on to, to succeed. do exactly. <laughs> so I'm just saying, Drew is in the driver's seat of the toilet bowl. So let's let's just say, if I could take my last five weeks and put that during the season, I would have more than four wins right now. <laughs> That's been annoying. I'm putting up like 140 plus, and I couldn't do that during the season once. Well, I I but hear never. you. I hear okay. you. So Chris literally beat me with 103 points earlier in the year. So I'm just I'm gonna put I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Chris, aka Acme back on the on the line. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. So if G2 goes on to win the toilet bowl, and I think he will, and that means he should be that's that he should then make it to the final four next week. Who doesn't get into the final four? This coming year. And by the way, you heard the rule of the rule of fifty. The rule of fifty a couple of weeks ago. It's where fifty percent of us fall out every year. Every single year since the beginning, fifty percent of us mm-hmm. fall out. So G two may get into it. Who's going to fall out? I want to hear your answer. Hmm. I'm I not, mean, if I'm not going anywhere. I, I would have to say Joe Ryan because one, he could look at Henry and think I need to cash him in for as much value as I can. And like, if he deals Henry this off season, it's a great move. Like it's, it's not a bad move at all. Thomas is going to come back stronger than ever. I mean, you know, he narrowly lost to me, but he had two RB ones on his IR. I mean, he just had horrible injury luck. That's that's a big that's a big if because the question is when will they be back healthy? Because yeah. you it took ETN about four weeks, five weeks, and a trade to get him to being the RB one. So I'm just I'm just I'm not I'm not yeah. disagreeing. I'm just the time, but I, I yeah. do know by the second half they should be at where they were, and they're young too. And the rest of this team, like Adams, Hill, Jacobs, like all those guys are still going to, they still got a year or two left in yes. the tank of being peak yes. performer. So like, he'll be fine. I, I think Thomas and myself will be back. And yeah, I mean, I think if Joe decides to sell some of his older pieces, I think he's the guy, I think he's the odd man out. So I could even be the odd man out too. Cause there's got to be two. Cause I don't think you're going to be out. So if two of us are going to be out, yeah, or or the rule of fifty gets broken and we have a new trend, <laughs> or the way we have a new trend, we have a new. Yeah. Well, it's hard to bet against Joe though because he's got Cooper, he's been the most consistent, I, and he's got. Cooper I mean, Cup. he's 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 been in the playoffs every year, but like one, one, well, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. It's, again, don't forget he's got Cooper Cup. Yeah, and he's got. Walk, he's got uh, uh, Kenneth Walker. Is is that his name? The yeah. running back in in Seattle, Walker. the third. Uh, he's got some nice young players on that team. So again, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with that final four next week. But I just want to make a point: don't take the toilet bowl lightly, everyone. Even Landon, uh, I think Landon could be have an interesting season coming up, and he's already got a couple of good pillars. Uh, on his team, quarterback and, of course, Jamar Chase, who may be, I don't know, is it him or your guy, Jefferson, the number one receiver uh, in the in the, in the the universe? So, interesting question. I think with the way the league went this year, I think next year is going to be one of the most interesting years because of how many moves went back and forth this year, and we have some teams really changing their dynamic going into next year. We don't kind of know what it's going to look like. Oh, we just lost Chris. Yeah, we Uh-oh. did. And that's okay. Um, that was fun having him on. Yeah. yeah. He, he he may jump back on if he does. We'll just, we'll continue the conversation. Yep. But Sounds good. So for me, it was good having him on because it's like, oh, here he comes. Here he comes. We need to stall. We need yep. to stall. We need to, let's have a little, uh, 
Let's have a little. I'm back. <laughs> hey, there we go. He's back. He's back. <laughs> we we're 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 talking behind your back, saying if you didn't come back, we we enjoyed this immensely. G two had made something about the off season last year. Do you think this year's off season could be as interesting as last year's off season and preseason? Um. I don't think so because I don't see anyone that's a competitor now having a massive, like I think Thomas in like two or three years might have a massive fire sale, (laughs) but, but like, I don't know anyone right now that's going to have a massive fire sale that's competing and like Landon probably wants to hang on to those picks because the 23 class is really strong. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you'll see movement, especially because, like I said, there's a changing of the guard in fantasy, but it's hard to imagine. Um, it kind of like everything aligned where I was selling everything. Thomas was buying everything. And then there's a few other people who were really trying to be competitors as well. So, yeah. Last topic. This week is going to be boring in the finals. Yep. Now, if you listen closely enough, Chris, you know I'm Mr. Negativity. Uh, I'm good at self-deprecation. I keep thinking, well, if Thomas scores 200 points, if I only score 110, he's going to win. But getting into probability and likelihood, like you said with, with Joe Ryan... I have to say that this is going to be a boring week for the finals, right? Yeah. I mean, I I think when you look at the way that teams are trending, I, I, again, I, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, (laughs) but to see Thomas or Joe come back, I mean, it'd be the all time comeback. It'd be something we've never seen before. And I'm not jinxing it. You're going to win. You're going to win. I still want to give keep the door open for Thomas. Uh, what a crazy week. Here we've been talking about he's not scored less than 140 points for the entirety of the season, even going to the even in the three games of the well, the first two games of the postseason, and then all of a sudden he puts up a 70, not quite an 80. Uh, just bizarre. But look for him to maybe score, you know, put up. 160, 170, 180. But yeah, th- this is a little bit sad. Even I was a little bit, this isn't fun. I, I, w- I want to be a little bit stressed. It just wasn't there, was it, G2? No stress there for any of us. Uh, it's funny, the closest matchup going into this next week, or this week, I guess, is uh, JB against Landon. It's a 30, like a 32-point difference here, 33-point difference, and that's the closest margin right now. If you had... JB's team, Chris, and you may have to pull it. I don't know if you, you may only just have your phone, can't pull it up, but you do know he has two really good wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Don't know if he should have gotten rid of McLaurin, but he did get a lot. He did get a, a lot of picks. Could you, if you had his team, could you have him, Maybe in the final four, if not next year, the year after. Um, how many, can you see how many 23 firsts he has? Uh, I'll let you look G2. Yeah, I'll just, second, I'll yeah. tell you where he's weak. I mean, I love his existing wide receivers where he's extremely weak and light is running backs. I mean, he has really no... Running. So here, here we go. In 2023, he has two first rounders as well as one, two, three, four, five second rounders. Which, in my opinion, is too many. That's that's way too many because there's just no way. Uh, I not was, all of them are going to be good. Not all of them are going to be good. It's like how do you? It's almost like it's too many. But you think yeah, he probably could do what he needs. Probably what he needs. I mean, if I was him, I'd take those five seconds and I'd pair them up and I'd trade up for a third 
in the first or to move up those two firsts as high as I could get them. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think moving CMC was absolutely that the was right huge. move. I like agree. he needed, he, he needed to do that, but yeah, I mean, you just need two or three young wide receivers and then you can start and you, then you can start building And this 23 class. I mean, unless it's just a major letdown, it should be one of the strongest classes, especially at running back in four or five years. Especially so, at running back, yes. And in quarterback too, like I think, you know, I'd be taking shots at Bryce Young. Um, I'd be taking shots at CJ Stroud. Like there's some good QBs there too. And we know that there's um, some teams that are needing quarterbacks badly this next year. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I mean, maybe not next year. Like I don't think he's gonna be top four next year. But I think in 24 or 25, if you told me JB was in the top four, I wouldn't be shocked at all. He's just going to have to listen to those like expert podcasts in like late July and, you know, hit on the picks. I don't think he does that. I, I don't know if he has time to do that. I don't know if he does. <laughs> While he's driving. Well, yeah, well, he's his, to work. his commute, his commute is like four <laughs> minutes long. That's, that's a good one. This ain't St. Louis. Uh, Last question before we leave. And I I think we can talk 15 more minutes, but just one more question for you, Chris. We've already heard you talk about Thomas's team. Is there any team you look at and think, man, I really like that team. I really like that roster that that they have outside of yours, obviously. Is there anybody else? I'm just curious. I want to know how the champ thinks. I want to get inside his head. Is there any team you just... Like, man, good job, or what, what, thoughts? Uh, I think Stump will be back. Like, oh, I mean, God. I know he had a down year, but, like, if, you know, the Colts O-line can get a little bit better, Jonathan Taylor will be back. I think Deshaun Watson with an off season is going to be back to, like, a top 10 QB. Um, I Yeah, I just – I think Stump will be back. I think Landon and JB are going to have to, you know, wait maybe a year or two on those picks, but I think Stump will bet he'll, he'll rebound. I, I agree with that one. That's interesting. Cause I was looking at his, his, his roster this past week and he's got some great, great, great people on that team. Uh, I thought one of the best under the radar trades was him getting remind Ramondre Stevenson, I thought that was an an amazing trade. And in retrospect, he needed to make that trade after getting rid of a couple of running backs this year. So it turned out to be a great trade. I think he's going to be the the guy for the next few years in in New England. So, but I'm completely on your page. He's a team I'm really impressed with and d- don't look forward to having to play him. But I'm, I'm getting ready to say that almost with every team. I don't want to play anybody next year because I just think everyone's well, going to be to. improving. Forfeit. Forfeit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, it, I, I, I do think there will be more. Like I think this year you saw Thomas dominate. You saw me pivot in the middle of the year, and then like you and Joe were solid throughout the year. But you know, in another year, Stump is you know maybe one of the playoff spots or agree. You you know you had some in a dip. I think you'll see more parity next year where, you know, especially if I think you guys said a week or two ago, almost all the first rounders are towards people in the bottom half of the league. Exactly. So that, that will even, that will even out a little bit. I, and one thing I did have on our, on our episode arc was just mentioning Jake and also Anthony. So we've already mentioned Jake. I don't, I know Anthony listens to, about half of these shows. So I think if we nudge him, he'll listen. I'm not trying to be critical, but I'm a little concerned about his team. He went all out. I think he's missing some uh, draft picks. So he's going to be a challenged team next year. And I think even going into the year after, if there's one team who may be even dipping, um, could be Anthony. So, but what we'll see, he had some, between him, between Burrow and, and Joe Mixon. That's like half his points every week. <laughs> it, was, it was like, there, there's a hundred points right there sometimes, but I do have concerns about that, that squad, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I, 
I think Anthony, well, in the off season, he went all in to win. And then later in the season, I don't know if he was like predicting that he wouldn't be a playoff team. I don't know, but he dealt some good pieces. He did later in the year. One player to watch out for though, Calvin Ridley is coming back and he, he should be the, he should be the wide receiver one in Jack. Like I think Ridley and Kirk are going to be the guys and Trevor Lawrence to the moon. I think he's just going to continue to be a stud. So if you told me Calvin Ridley is a top 15 wide receiver in 23, I wouldn't be shocked at all. And by the way, we'll end this on some interesting stats. If you look at the top 10 wide receivers, PPR as of this week as, or as the end of the past week, did you know, and I bet the answer is no. Did you know that there are two pairs, two pairs of receivers who are on the same team in the top 10? Do you know what those pairs are? And I'm making a point to what you just said, Chris, about the Jags, because they can support two, two really good wide receivers. The Dolphins have two wide receivers, both in the top 10. Do you know what the other team is? It has two players in the top 10 on the same team. Yeah, that's that's immediately where I was going, Hill and Waddle. Um, I did not know I, this. I have a guess. What's your guess, Man, you that, do? That, that's pretty hard. Oh, actually, So I originally thought the, the Bengals, but then I realized that because Chase, that's a by the way, that's a good yeah. guess. That, um, they're both think, in the top twenty, by the way. Let me think. Dang it. Um, I would maybe guess. Uh, wow. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Philadelphia. Oh. Oh yeah. I, I would never guess that until I saw it. I, I know that that Smith is in the top twenty, but he's he's finally made his way. He's in the so my point. What you said about the Jags is they can you can support having two really good wide receivers on the same team, and and we can say the same thing about the Bengals, Higgins and and Chase. So what you just said with, with Ridley. Yeah, he could be a he could be a force uh, next year. So that, that's an interesting comment. Interesting comment because Kirk runs out of the slot, so I think Zay Jones is a little bit of an aberration. So I think you'll see Ridley take up that true X wide receiver one on the outside, and Kirk will stay in the slot. And now they've got a real coach, like a coach who can actually coach <laughs> yeah. in the NFL. That was mean. That was it's so true. mean. But it's, tr- but it's true. But it's true. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Well, guys, we need to wrap this up. Th- this was a fun time. G2, you nailed it, getting Chris to come on the show. You did an outstanding. Yeah, I did a lot of work on that. Did a lot of work. Who, who do you want us to have on? Who do, who do you want us to have on this last week? Anyone, anyone that'll... Oh yeah, Chris. Who do you think should should be on here? Uh, well, I mean, Landon's always got spicy comments, so maybe get Landon on there. <laughs> or you know, if Thomas is done grieving one of the <laughs> most unlucky seasons in fantasy I've ever seen, uh, you could get you know you could get him on there if he's come to terms and acceptance. <laughs> I did like your comment about Landon. He'll he'll love. He will oh, actually. Yeah. He's gonna love this show. Well, I so Chris, cl- you're a class act. You're a good guy. I I know I've kind of have, well, teased not teased or uh, maybe have have said some <laughs> interesting, you know, professional comments hurled your way but no this is outstanding you, again you are a class act you are a gracious i think you're a gracious winner isn't he g2 yes yeah i'll go with that yeah for sure and and i and I, well, every league's got to have a you know you got to have a villain in the plot you got to have a it's funny that the nicest you, guy is, is you gotta, the biggest villain you you got to have someone that people are going after so you know you just gotta you gotta embrace it. it for the drama of the league i love it I will say this. I will say this. I, I, I think where you get dinged a little bit is your trades. Uh, I will say this, and I'm not going to say them in public, but I got some really stupid, stupid trade requests. 
by people not named Chris. <laughs> so it's not, I'm just saying it's not just you. And and by the way, I, I, before we, before we go, did you like the compliment that I gave you a couple of weeks ago? What compliment? Uh, I don't, I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, we were talking about a trade. I, I'm trying to remember the segment we did. It was Saquon. about Saquon trade. No, it wasn't, no, it wasn't Saquon. Uh, it had to do with, um, we were talking about Thomas and his pivot and the trade he make to get Tyree kill and Josh oh, Jacobs. Yeah. Well, that trade happened after you tried to trade those two and me. And as I went back, as we were researching that show, I looked at that trade that you made that offer. And I thought, man, that was a really good trade. I almost thought maybe, it was very, I thought, very equitable, very fair on both sides. But I'm so stuck on being young. And looking back, I wish I would have done it. But again, it was, a, and so I gave you this huge compliment because you, you, you're not as mean with trades as some people might say. So that that was my well, compliment I gave you a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that trade. I think was really good because Malcolm got Hill and Jacobs who have both been incredible this year. Yep. And I got Olave in London. So, I mean, I think both sides came away and I think especially with the year Jacobs has had, um, yeah, both sides came away winning in that thing. And whether Jacobs is in Las Vegas or not next year, he's still young enough that he's got another year or two. Of good production. I'm going to say three, just based on the way we've seen. I mean, Eckler is going to be age 29 this next year. I, I, th- I think, I think the shelf life for Josh Jacobs, I, I say at least three more years, three more if years. Mm-hmm. If he stays healthy, if he stays healthy. Well, G2, you've got the final word. Best of luck this next week, although you may not need it. Uh, thanks for listening, and we've had a great year. Thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two G's, Mark and Drew.